Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, I want to talk this morning, I want to reflect with you on the theme of waiting. Uh, I think there's, at least for me anyways, I'll say this, there's nothing more maddening, I think, than waiting. I felt this the other day, last week. I made the big mistake of uh, saving my grocery shopping for, for I, I, I made Christmas dinner for my family, and I saved the grocery shopping till Christmas Eve day. Rookie mistake, okay? So there was about 1,000 people in the grocery store. The lines to check out were so long. It was just maddening. It was so maddening. Nowhere do I think we feel our creaturely poverty more than when it comes to waiting. Like, we feel our creatureliness so acutely there because right, if we were God, we would make this whole thing happen now. Right? If, when I hear folks you know, in the confessional say over and over again, Father, I struggle with being patient, what I actually hear is, Father, I want to be God. I, I really would much rather be God. God's not doing a, a good enough job. I think I could be God because I want to be in control of everybody, and I want to um, be in control of everything, and I want to have the outcomes happen when I want them to happen, how I want them to happen. Just, it's waiting. All of, it, all of it is just a rebellion against the fact that we're creatures, and it's hard whether it's waiting in rush hour, waiting in lines, waiting in waiting rooms for the doctor's office, waiting for uh, test results, waiting for your vocation to kind of get rolling, waiting for, like I know friends who are waiting to finally see those two blue lines on the pregnancy test. Like it's, it's hard, it's hard. We are always tempted to grasp in the waiting, to grasp at a solution. Like Abraham Back to the Old Testament, Abraham, he couldn't wait for God to fulfill his promise on God's timetable. So what Abraham did is he slept with his slave woman, Hagar, right? And she birthed a son who they named Ishmael, the fruit of his impatience, the fruit of his grasping. I was just thinking about this, how we humans, we birth Ishmaels all the time because we can't wait. We birth Ishmaels all the time. Israel. Israel birthed in Ishmael when at the base of Mount Sinai, Moses says, okay, stay here. I'm going up to get the law, and I'll be back. So he goes up the mountain. A day goes by. They're like, yeah, Moses. Day goes by. Two days go by. A week goes by. And they just conclude, I guess he's gone. I guess he's not coming back. So they birth in Ishmael in the form of a golden calf. We can't wait on him anymore. We need a God, and we need him now. And they make the golden calf. Or Israel again, in the time of the the judges. Israel being impatient and insecure, looking at all the other kingdoms around them. All of them having kings, and the Jews demanded God anoint a king for them, because they wanted to be like the other nations. God's like, this is not a good idea, but I'll do it if you want. And so God anoints Saul, and that begins this downward spiral of mostly bad kings. Some good, but mostly bad. Like Manasseh, for example. Manasseh reinstituted child sacrifice. Not good. Not good. So what's the point of all this? Well, 
the gospel that we have today and the gospel that we have tomorrow, so preview of coming attractions, we have, we encounter uh, two people who I think are the patron saints of waiting. Simeon today, and we'll encounter Anna, the prophetess, tomorrow. These patron saints of waiting who never birthed an Ishmael. So today you've got Simeon who stayed in the ache. He stayed in the longing all those many long years, he kept holding on to the promise. As years turned into decades, as his body began to show signs of weakness and old age, he just kept repeating to himself the promise that was revealed through the Holy Spirit. You, Simeon, you will not see death before you see the Christ of the Lord. You will see him. He kept telling himself, I'm going to see him. Even when the first signs maybe of cataracts began to set in, I'm going to see him. I mean, to wake up in the morning feeling more tired and more sore than the day before. I'm going to see him before I die. I will wait for you, Lord. I will wait on you. You are a father who keeps his promises. I'll not grow bitter. I will not grasp. And I know that your delay is not your denial. And what is delay for one who is outside of time and space? For me, a thousand years is like nothing in your sight. Like, I have a father who keeps his promises, and I will trust you, Father. And then, one day, we heard in the gospel, a day that began just like every other day before for Simeon, he's suddenly there, right? The one he's been waiting for. So who is Simeon? Simeon is Israel. Israel being perfected, the longing, hopeful, waiting Israel. Simeon is you and me when we're at our best. Pope Benedict, he said, this, uh, he said this about prayer. He said, prayer is nothing other than becoming a longing for God. To enter into that, just to stay in the longing, that's what prayer is. And here's the thing, in English we make this distinction between waiting and hoping. Right? We have two different verbs, to wait and to hope. But in other languages, other Romance languages, for example, it's the same verb in Spanish, esperar. It means to wait and to hope. Or in Italian, aspettare and sperare. I mean, you can hear the same uh, root in that. To wait is to hope, to hope is to wait. But in us, as English speakers, we have waiting and we have hoping. It's one and the same. It's meant to be one and the same. So I guess what I want us to consider this morning is what have we shut down in our hearts? What have we given up waiting on? Like where have we birthed an Ishmael? Because we're just like, I guess God's not coming through. I guess he's not going to keep his promise. So here's the the either or, right? Father, either you are or you're not a father who keeps his promises. Are you or are you not a father who superabundantly satisfies the longings of our hearts? Simeon today would tell us he absolutely is. You just have to trust him. Amen.